Hello and welcome back to the Swift Legacy Podcast, a show where we talk all things Taylor Swift. Hey guys, welcome back to the Swift Legacy Podcast. Today we are going to be making our own albums of unreleased songs if that makes sense. I feel like we've mentioned it in a few episodes before where Molly said that she feels like a group of songs would fit on the same album. It's usually you that says it, I think. I feel like it is, yeah. And she's been talking for ages about going through the unreleased songs and making like our own mini albums, theories, concepts of albums. So last night we sat down separately and made three albums each. So today we are going to go through the albums and talk about what we think. I would admit I did get sidetracked last night and um, went out. So <laughs> I did one this morning, but there we go. <laughs> okay, never mind. Like you, said, morning. you said you were going to do them last night. So I, I, I came up with the idea. I started it, but my albums last night were Honey No, Country <laughs> Girl and Tim McGraw Vibes. And I felt like I needed to do better, so... Yeah, they're not great titles, I'll be honest. No, I'm not sure she'd name an album Honey, no. Honey Baby was included on that one. Was that album just terrible songs? That album was the songs I would rather didn't exist. Oh, no. I mean, I was going through my unreleased collection yesterday, organising it, and I was listening to some songs that I have not listened to in a long, long time. And... Honestly, I think we kind of forget how bad some of them are because on this podcast we focus on we focus on the amazing ones because they're fun to talk about. But man, there are some there are some not great ones out there. There are some bad ones. No. Okay. Do you want to start with your let's let's take what let let let's take it in turns. Let's start with one of your albums. Okay. So page turns. <laughs> I've written, written all down. down. Oh my god. Well, I didn't have time to make them on my phone and I needed my phone to go through the tracks. So I wrote them down instead. I was very rushed this morning, Amy, for time. I had to go for a walk. Um, No. So my first album is, I think, based on Amy sent me. Amy's made cover art and everything. Amy took it a step further. Um, But she sent me two last night, just the, the album titles and the cover art. And so my first one is called The Same Thing As Hers. It's called Diary Of Me. You absolutely copied me. No, I've always thought that would be such a good album title. How dare title. you? You I copied that me. Would be a good album title. I'm not. I'm not listening. I'm not having that. Uh, I think we need a disclaimer here that Taylor didn't actually write Diary of Me. Otherwise, I feel like it would have ended up on the first album or been strongly considered. But Do you I feel think like so. Yeah, I feel like it's one of those songs that. Well, obviously she didn't write it, so it was never considered. So it's like you can't really even say that it would have been. But I think it would have fit really well. I just don't think she wanted any song that she didn't have any writing credits at all on the album she's never released a song she doesn't have any writing credits on yeah no that's that's a fair point I mean I don't even know know. where she sang it I don't know I mean it was it was written by Nick Brophy and Julie Wood Vassar um previously we thought that Taylor had co-written it but recently or more recently it came out that she hadn't um she did co-write with Nick Brophy on was it Permanent Marker yes it's Nick yeah. Brophy and Jennifer or something. Jennifer Hansen. Yeah. So maybe she was doing him a favor by doing female vocals on 
on a song? I don't know. Ben. It's one of those songs that just feels like it was written for her, though. No, I see what you mean. So unless he wrote her a song for her and she sung it and was like, actually, I write my own music. Like, let's write a song together. And then they wrote Permanent Marker. Yeah. I don't know. That's just a weird theory. Okay. So your album, Diary of Me, what's on it? So we open with Diary of Me. That's the first track. It's 13 tracks long, by the way. This is the longest one I've got. All of mine are 13 tracks long because I'm ridiculously extra. Yeah, my first one was 13 tracks long, and then the other two, I couldn't find 13 tracks that fit on them. I struggled with the last one. So second track is, her second tracks always tend to be like big kind of singles. I've put I'd Lie. I can see that. Yeah. So of this this album that we're hypothetically talking about now, yeah. when would this be have re- would this have been released instead of debut? Would this have been before or after debut? This is my replacement debut if we couldn't use any debut tracks. Okay. So, and that, this is why I found it really tricky. I almost feel like suddenly things were falling into place in terms of track listing choices and song choices for that first album when you think about her target market. Because I was looking for songs like The Outside and A Place in This World. She was aiming for like people her age, 14, 15, 16-year-olds in high school. And I feel like this album that I put together is missing those songs because they all went on debut and suddenly things make sense. So Idolize the second one. Number three, just because I'm obsessed with it at the moment, is Sweet Tea and God's Graces. Number Number four, I put Better Off. Um, number five, Amy, you're going to love this. I put, by the way. Yes. Yep. I've always thought of Dark Blue Tennessee as a track five album, but actually even going through it myself, I was like, no, I can't put that on the album with all these other songs. Like it just doesn't fit. It feels too grown up. Uh, number six, What to Wear. Number seven, I Wished on a Plane. Eight, You're Anything. Nine, Who I've Always Been. Very Ten, good. This, this was my, I'm really struggling now for songs that fit on this and aren't super depressing. 10, Making Up for Lost Love. Mm-hmm. 11, Tell Me. Mm-hmm. 12, R-E-V-E-N-G-E. And 13, yeah. Songs About You. Ah, I like I like that as a closing track. Yeah, I think that was that the works. first one I came up with, that closer. You have made me realise that I disregarded the track five rule so I'm now going through mine panicking making sure that I have a sad track five I didn't even just think about the track five rule I thought about all the track rules track seven tends to be quite depressing as well um track six tends to be something a bit more upbeat to offset track five like if you go through our albums it's not just track five track two tends to be single you really thought this through I was just kind of going with what I think would sound good after each other Nah, I went with them and I wanted to cover lots of themes, but lots of like I wanted it to be like stuff that people in that age group could relate to. That's why What to Wear made it on that. These aren't my favorite unreleased songs, I have to admit. I would It's just put, what would work as a project. Yeah. I wouldn't put Making Up for Lost Love on an album, really. That was the one that I was really pushed for a song. Mm. I actually wouldn't really put who I've always been on this album. I do just love it so much. I'd put maybe my turn to be me over who I've always been there. My turn to be me? Yeah. Really? Well, it's my turn to be me, who I've always been, or I know what I want. And I feel like of those on this album, my turn to be me fits best on track nine. 
interesting. Mm. Maybe with some tweaking, my turn to be me could be okay. Yeah. Especially if it's kind of like for the high school demographic. Yeah, that's what that's what my target audience for this mm. album is. Okay. okay. Shall we see so, the similarities? Let's we'll go next with my diary of me album, which I kind of my concept for this is high school girl. So mm-hmm. it's very much songs that 13, 14, 15 year old Taylor would kind of relate to I think I mean she wrote them so of course she'd relate to them you get what I mean Mm -hmm. okay so we start with need you now okay interesting first choice I'm now rethinking whether that should have been first choice actually that should have probably been different anyway anyway let's not go there um track two welcome distraction oh that's such a good one because that would be that would be a good single Mm -hmm. track three diary of me Mm mm-hmm Track four, Better Off. Oh, we both got the same track four. Oh my God. Yeah. High five. Okay. Um, track five, All Night Diner. Wait, oh. no, because that's not sad. All Night Diner is not sad enough to be a track five. Crap. But Need You Now is track five and track one is All Night Diner. You know what? I might do that. Right. Okay. You guys just imagine I've switched those around. Track six, I love this one, Matches. Oh, I feel like that's a that is a good track six. Yeah, like anger after the rainstorm of track five. Track seven, what to wear? Track eight, never mind, but the country version. Fair enough. Track nine, one thing. (laughs) Not bye bye baby. I will add the one thing. Then track, wait, how many tracks am I on? Am I on track 10? You're on track 10. Okay, track 10, R-E-V-E-N-G-E. Oh. And it's the things to do this week. I can't like say R-E-V-E-N-G-E without <laughs> doing that afterwards. Um, track 11, Songs About You. Yeah. Track 12, Stupid Boy. I feel like that's particularly underrated. I love that. I just Stupid Boy. Just like young Taylor screaming why the hell don't you love me (laughs) yeah mood and then finally track 13 you do oh I actually quite like you do as a closer I love you do and yeah I think it I think it works well as like the end track I have to say I do prefer songs about you as a closer but like imagine debut album closing with I'll keep writing songs about you Okay, no, I see what you mean. I do like you do as a closer, but I see conceptually what you're saying. Yeah. Well, I'm surprised about how many in there that we've got that are the same. I'm not. I feel like we kind of have similar tastes when it comes to... But this isn't, for me, this isn't taste. This is what works as a project. Like there are a lot of these songs that are not my favorite unreleased ones. There's none in there that I'm like, I actually genuinely don't like this song. Like I wouldn't, but I wouldn't choose to listen to Making Up For Lost Love or... No, never. I actually do think I Wished on a Plane is slightly underrated. What? So I Wished on a Plane? Yeah. Oh, it annoys me. I think the lyrics are quite good. Like, lyrically, it's quite strong. I feel like her voice is just weak in the recording that we've got. So, like, that's a fair point. But lyrically, it's quite a strong song. Okay. So, I will add that that album, I would say, again, would be like, my replacement for debut or pre-debut. Mm-hmm. Okay, let's go with your next one. 
Okay, my next one does not have a title yet. You're going to have to let me, you're going to have to help me come up with a title. Okay. This is my weakest of the three. I like my last one best. So the idea behind this one was songs that are not all of them, technically, this doesn't apply to all of them, but songs that I felt like didn't quite fit the demographic that she was aiming for, for um, debut, either because they referenced stuff that felt too old or just because they felt like, it's not something a high school girl is going to relate to. There are some songs on there that I wouldn't even put in that category. Like that's as in like a very specific category for an album. Yeah. Well, obviously it doesn't really work. This for me would come mm, pre-fearless, but I feel like if she'd released this, I could, or this would be a fearless alternative in a way. It's only nine tracks long, so it would include some fearless um, tracks as well. Track one is All Night Diner. Track two is This Is Really Happening. I can see that being a single. I can see that. Mm -hmm. Track three is Welcome Distraction. Track four is My Cure. Really? Yeah. Track five is Dark Blue Tennessee. Iconic. Mm -hmm. Track six, 13 Blocks, Can't Call It Love. Beautiful. Track seven, Just South of Knowing Why. Another great choice. Track eight your face fair enough and track nine long time coming just because I feel like that's a good closer as well that mm. can you see that as a closer I can I can I can kind of see it as a closer okay so this one give me a title for this I I don't know whether I might call it something like just south of knowing why that might be a good one, actually. I feel like it's a pretty, like, I know it's a relatively long title, but I think it could be decent as a title. I think it could work. Which songs from Fearless would you include in the album if it was to replace Fearless? Oh, good question. Let me get the Fearless track list up. Right. I, I would also like to add disclaimer that I didn't include any songs that were on the vault for Fearless. Okay, you're stronger than me then because I have done that. Yeah, I know you have. I would probably include on this um, You're Not Sorry. Fair. Um, Forever and Always. Mm-hmm. And possibly The Other Side of the Door. I can't imagine living in a world without The Other Side of the Door. Well, good, because it's on my album. Good. <laughs> I'm just saying it should be because like can you imagine not having not having that outro in your life it's so upsetting and the conversation with the little white lies and the faded picture of a beautiful night so good all right what's your second one then is this by the way okay my second one is called by the way and this I kind of my concept was pre-debut Oh, okay. Slash instead of debut. Mm-hmm. So, so how does start... this differ from Diary of Me? The Okay, well, Diary of Me was very much like teen focused. Whereas yeah. this, I feel like it's a lot more country. It's, yeah, I kind of very much on this one wanted a country genre focus. And I don't know, I think it's, I just... Yeah, I feel like it's more country. Yeah. If she was never intending any sort of pop influence. Yep. 
So we start with songs about you. Okay. Track two would be closest to a cowboy. Oh. And if we follow the pattern that that would be a single, that would mean I get a video for it. And that would mean I live happily ever after forever. (laughs) Then track three is I'd Lie. Mm -hmm. Track four is Who I've Always Been. Such a good one. Track five, Dark Blue Tennessee, obviously. Yep. Track six would be Sweet Tea and God's Graces. Oh, so good. Seven would be Tell Me. Eight would be ten dollars in a six pack. Mm. No, you don't no, think? I can't get behind that. Ah, uh, no, I think I think like if it was pre-debut, two thousand five, yeah. I think it could be okay if it was like properly produced. Then we have never mind the country version again. I put that on both of mine. Then yeah. till Brad Pitt comes along, <laughs> I really I really feel strongly about that one. Then we have I know what I want. Yep. Then track 12 is Look At You Like That. And oh, yeah. track 13 is By The Way. I like that. I thought the concept, I thought your concept for By The Way was going to be very different. I thought it was going to be almost like things you wished you'd said to someone that they're <gasps> now. I love that concept. No, I, I nearly like... spilled my coffee on the white carpet. I was yes. so excited about that. No. Right. Like, by the way, so that for me would include... By the way, Dark Blue Tennessee goes in there. Oh my God, yeah. Yeah. Um, oh, what was the other one that I just saw on my list here? Um, Nevermind definitely goes in there. <gasps> I see that. Yep. Um, what else goes in there? Um, I do love Nevermind. Nevermind is all right. I know you don't particularly like it because you slagged it off in a voice memo you sent me yesterday. But like whenever I listen to it, I'm just like, it's just... It's perfect. Also, Need You Now would fit on that concept. It really would, yeah. I think that would be such a good concept for an album. This is where I, that was kind of one of my ideas, but I didn't want to do two that were exactly the same as yours. (laughs) No, I know exactly what you mean. I always used to think that like an album called something like Things I Never Said with songs like that on would be a really good concept. Mm, No, I, I can see that. I can see that album. I don't know why you didn't make that the kind of concept. It didn't cross my mind yesterday. I'm really sad that it didn't well, now. You're clearly dumb. God damn it. Um, but no, to be fair, I I love my little by the way album. Like I feel, I feel that is something I would listen to if it unfortunately didn't have acoustic demos on it. I feel <laughs> like no, I was I was considering making an album that just had the studio demos. Because then you could like actually listen to it like it was a real album. Yeah. Anyway, okay, let's move on to your last one. Did you say this was your favorite? Yes. This is Petty Taylor Taylor at her finest. This is Is that the title? No, the title is R E V E N G E. (gasps) No way. Yep. And it's eight songs. They're all breakup songs. The idea is released in to spite someone, essentially. Beautiful. I love that theory. We start with Permanent Marker. Then track two is R-E-V-E-N-G-E. Track three is the one I got stuck on. Tell me if you can think of a better one. I've put Tell Me. I think that works. Uh I mean, Tell Me is pretty petty. Yeah. I've put Matches as track four. Iconic. Track five is closest to a cowboy because I feel like you've still got to have some sadness. I love it. 
I love it. Track six is I Know What I Want. Yeah. Yeah, that's track, that's pretty fair. Track seven is Stupid Boy. Yes. And track eight, the closer is Love to Lose. In case you haven't heard the news, there wasn't much love to lose. It's such a good closing lyric. You know what? I actually kind of think that Love to Lose would be a better title for that album. That's a good idea. I do Because like the whole preface of the concept is... I think we should just call it Stupid Boy. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I, I don't know. I feel like a lot of those songs would work for the title of the album. I like that. I like that as a concept. I've always wanted I, to make a Petty Taylor album. I feel like she it. wouldn't ever do anything like that because it needs balance. But I love that. I feel like it's got semi got balance. Semi got balance. There's not a single happy song on there. No, but like, that's not the point. There's different tempos. Like you've got closest to a cowboy. And I feel like Stupid Boy is quite like a downbeat song. Yeah, that's true. I mean, if you give me the studio version of Closest to a Cowboy, I will shut up and never complain ever again about anything. <laughs> like, that's literally all I want in life. I'm convinced that the songs that we don't have studio versions for don't have studio versions. I think, no, I think some do. And I think especially the ones that like we know exist because true, they've Steve. been confirmed. Yeah, and Steve. Um, I definitely don't think all of the acoustic demos that we have have studio versions I just hope I live in hope (laughs) should we move on to my final album yep okay so this one I have called fearful (laughs) of course you have so this is basically if you've heard us talk before about emo Taylor who was locked in the big machine basement this is the album that she would have made if she was allowed out with the eyeliner pencil back in 2008 when she actually released Fearless. So this is fearful. (laughs) So we start track one with 13 blocks. Oh, okay. Track two is Fall Back On You. Mm Mm-hmm. Track three is Just South Of Knowing Why. Yeah. Track four is Permanent Marker. Oh, Track five is We Were Happy. Yeah. Yeah. To be fair, I do feel like I've missed a trick not putting We Were Happy as track five on anything. It would be the perfect track five. It should have been a track five. Yeah. Track six is Love to Lose. Mm. Track seven would be The One Thing. Yeah. Track eight, You're Anything. You're Anything is underrated, you know. Yeah, definitely. No, I agree. Track nine would be You All Over Me. Track 10 would be That's When. Track 11 would be You Don't Have to Call. I know we don't have a full version of that, but I'm obsessed with like the concept of it. And I think if it was like, I don't know if it was ever fleshed out into a full song. I thought it was something she wrote for a like a radio station. Yeah. Yeah. But I really love the concept. Yeah. Fair enough. And I think it would, I think it would kind of fit alongside something like You're Not Sorry. Yeah, I see that. Um, then track 12 is Matches, okay. which is iconic. And track 13 would be Your Face. Yeah, I can see Your Face as a closer. Your so, Face and You Do. Yeah. In my head at the same song. And I know they're completely different, but like <laughs> they just are. <laughs> I see what you mean. I mean, I will say, 
kind of cheated by using three of the vault songs from Fearless. Yeah. But I feel like it's I feel like it's a good indication of the songs that were rejected from the album. True. And therefore the dark underbelly of what Fearless was meant to be. I know, I know what you're saying, but Fearless was never meant to be anything but Fearless, in my opinion. No, but I just, you know, I know what, what I mean. mean. Like, it's like what Taylor. Yeah. yeah. Like, yeah. No. I have to say, I don't think I've repeated songs. I've repeated songs. I know I did. I repeated Nevermind. And I repeated Just South of Knowing Why and The One Thing. Oh, never mind. I repeated Tell Me and R.E.V. and G.E. I actually think we should make a album of just Rio songs because I feel like they all fit together really well. We love Rio in this podcast. He really does. He really does. We really do. I think, no, I think imagine... I've got a Rio song on each of these albums. At least one Rio song on each. I don't. Oh, I don't have one in the last one because. I'm the know, number one Rio stan. They, well, they never wrote a um, Angry Breakup song together because Taylor was younger. I feel like she wasn't writing those kind of style of songs. Yeah, fair point. I had a load of fun making those albums last night. I feel like I'm going to go make more now just so I can pretend that they exist. I genuinely found it so hard. I think I've been aiming to do, and I say aiming to do, it's been an idea in the back of my mind for ages, ever since she announced Taylor's version. I don't know about anyone else, but I've always had not doubts or reservations or like, I've always, like when she releases an album, I'm like, that track listing is wrong <laughs> or like that song is a waste of space and I wow that's harsh that is quite harsh actually maybe not waste of space but like I reckon that can be done perfectly better. good heart perfectly good heart is a waste of space the other thing yeah that one is <laughs> maybe even stay 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 but I do understand why it's on there it's such a good song I love that song it just for me it's not red but I see what you mean in the but context the- of the vault songs maybe and she's releasing her own versions or Taylor's version of her albums and adding vault songs and because the vault songs are all grouped together at the end my kind of thought was always I want to rearrange the track listing and make because something like I think we were happy should be track five rather than white horse on what sorry on fearless I didn't hear what you said it sounded like walrus Oh, Which, I think We Were Happy should be track five over White Horse on Fearless. Oh, no. Yeah. Get out of here. I'm just That's not the biggest I don't dislike White Horse, but I don't feel like it's track five worthy. Get out. <laughs> Get out of my house. You're not even in my house. But no. how dare you insult White Horse? White Horse was my emotional awakening. Same with like, well, not same with, but with Red, like all too well, the 10 minute version should be track five. And then, I mean, although I do actually know we've had this discussion before and if it wasn't the closer, you wouldn't listen to the end of it. Exactly. And I also feel like all too well, the 10 minute version isn't as sad as all too well, the snack sized version. Like it's different. It's angry. It's no- not nostalgic, but it's like, it's looking back. But I find that sadder. In a really weird sort of way, like I, okay, so not sadder in terms of lyrically, but to listen to, like I feel I like it's much more complex emotionally. Like yes, it's sad, but it's also angry and kind of slightly ashamed and slightly like, how was mm-hmm. I such an idiot? But also I still kind of love you and like, 
it's much more complex emotionally. I feel like that fits track five in a weird way. I feel like that fits the closer though. I feel like tra- track five isn't necessarily supposed to be particularly emotionally complex. I think that it's just supposed to be straight up sadness. Straight up weep. <laughs> weep. Just weep. See, I just don't think track five, like track five on um, rep is delicate, isn't it? Yeah, that's, that is the exception to the rule. And track, um, hold on, what's track five on, is it Cold As You? Yes. Weirdly, the song that the, um, no, actually, no, I lie. <laughs> That's not true. What were you going to say? I was going to say the song that the 10 minute version of All Too Well reminds me most of is Cold As You. But actually, Cold As You and Dear John remind me of each other. I see that. Yeah. No, that makes sense. Yeah. De- I think Dear John is the most depressing track five, but Dear John and All Too Well 10 minute version are both... I think quite emotionally complex. I would love like a a longer version of Dear John. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm I feel not like Dear John exists. But like just just kind of to see the rejected lyrics from the process. Yeah, I see that. To see what else she was thinking, what else she was, you know. I'd like to hear early versions of Dear John, but I feel like Dear John is so I feel like the song is so complete. But I also feel like All Too Well was a very complete song and you hear the extended version. It's like, Mm -hmm. it's a new song. Yeah. I I see what you mean. I don't know, but I I am very happy with Dear John's size. I mean, we know there's not an extended version or not that we know of anyway. There's probably rejected lyrics, you're right, but I don't think she ever wrote a 10-minute version of Dear John. Unfortunately, that's all we've got time for today. Thank you for listening and don't forget to follow us on social media for exclusive content. We'll see you again next week with a new episode of the Swift Legacy Podcast.